Well, we've talked a lot about the Omicron variant and certainly spreading. Percentage rates are way up the last couple of weeks all over the United States. And we're also seeing the uptake in children's cases. And kind enough to join us live this morning is the Chief Medical Officer at Akron Children's Hospital. Good friend of mine, it's Dr. Rob McGregor with us here on WAKR. And Rob, we're seeing the uptake in children's cases across the country. I'm assuming, and from what I've heard, same thing you're seeing here in Akron at Akron Children's Hospital. Yes, Ray, I'm, a, I'm afraid you're correct. Uh, this round... The virus hasn't uh, been as kind to children as it had been in previous variants, and it's unclear if it's the specific variant or just the sheer numbers of people in the community that are infected, uh, rate, you know, making the denominator uh, a little bit larger, and then the sicker kids are getting in the hospital. But last week, uh, we, we passed 30, 30 patients in the hospital on a given day with COVID, and what was remarkable for us is that more than half of those children were under 10, mm -hmm. uh, which really wasn't seen with the first, first few uh, waves. Rob, I know this is a basic question, and I know you probably go in, have to go into the lab a little bit to explain it to us. From, from a medical standpoint, why are we seeing such an uptick in the Omicron variant with children? Do you have any answers there? Well, nothing that's, that's hard science, Ray, but if you just look at how much more infectious this variant is, uh, we probably are seeing more kids, just like we're seeing more adults, are infected. And then if you have enough people infected, you're going to see the kids that are sick enough to be in the hospital. So I'm not sure that it's specifically uh, this this variant uh, rather than its infectiousness, you know, how, how contagious it is. But it definitely, it definitely is affecting children. It's, it's in, impacting children, even those that aren't even eligible for a vaccine. So we've had a fair number of people under the age of five. With us is Dr. Rob McGregor, again, Chief Medical Officer, Akron Children's Hospital. Rob, let's talk to those parents out there. We're seeing all over the greater Akron area where there's cases, positive cases inside this school and that school and such. What are specific symptoms that these parents should be on the look for in their children? And then what do they do after that with testing and those kits are so limited? Uh, the testing kits are, are hard to come by at this point in time still. I hope that that's going to get better. Uh, we do have some testing in Summit County that will do children, and all the hospitals have pulled together to support with the governor's support with the uh, National Guard. We are running daily tests during the week uh, over at the Summa Gorge complex, and so children can get tests there as well. Uh, but the, the reality is this isn't that different than the other symptoms that we've been seeing all along. The thing that seems to be a little more uh, prominent in, in children this round is the scratchy throat, sore throat seems to be even more prominent than, than the cough and fever. Um, we're really seeing also in some of the smaller children, there are some children that present with an unusual uh, rash that looks uh, almost like um, it's, it's really spots that do blanch, but it's 
it's really pretty graphic. We heard that described in the UK, but I hadn't seen any pictures of that. And then this weekend, I know we've had a few kids come through our emergency department that had the rash, had COVID. Whether it was causal, I don't know, but that's something new to look out for for the younger children. With us is Dr. Rob McGregor, again, Chief Medical Officer, Akron Children's Hospital. So, Rob, let's say this. If we get a symptom or a couple of those symptoms, talk to our parents what do they do? Because I know, for example, the hospitals are being stressed with cases and they have their own illnesses and sicknesses and such with COVID. When does the parent then take their children to the hospital? Well, I think you need to treat the child um, by their symptoms. So if they are really severely ill, if whatever's going on with them does not allow them to eat and drink well, um, and if they don't seem to be with it, their mental status is, is changed, then you need to get some help, whether you think it's COVID or not. If the child has a cold or a scratchy throat, and you know that there have been COVID cases near you, I would assume that it's COVID and keep the kids home. You don't need to be seen to get a test just to prove that you have a test. Uh, so I really think it's really the severity of the illness is really what gets the attention. And also the youngest children, the kids less than six weeks, would probably warrant uh, a person-to-person -person visit. So, Rob, explain it to me a little bit on the virus world of its surging and spreading. If our parents see a symptom or two, and like you said, hey, keep them home, keep them away from others, how long do we keep them home? We've seen the numbers anywhere from 12 to 10 to 9, and now CDC came out over the weekend and said five. What would you recommend to our parents? Well, I think we still have to be conservative uh, with, the, with the kids. The data from the CDC um, suggests that most people will get infected and be contagious during that first three, maybe five days. Um, but I think if you've got someone in your household that's suspicious for COVID and you know that there are contacts in your family, extended family, of people that are unvaccinated or people who have other underlying medical conditions, which would make their their battle with COVID to be more complicated, I think you'd need to be on the conservative side and keep them out of circulation for at least five days, but probably more like seven to 10. Rob, what are you learning more and more each day about the Omicron variant for all of us, parents and adults alike, and to pass on to our children? What are you learning about this variant? Well, we're learning that the vaccines with the first two dose regimens really don't seem to impact and really protect us that well. Probably drops from what we were saying early on in the high 80s to 90% protection down to 20s. However, the booster does get us back up into a, a more comfortable area where we're at least 70, 75% protected. So the message is if you're eligible for your booster, get your booster. If you've got kids under five, we need to protect them by having the adults around them protected. So that would be my strategy. Dr. Rob McGregor is with us again, Chief Medical Officer, Akron Children's Hospital. Rob, let's go into your facility right now. When we mentioned the increased cases, the increased beds being used now, you also got flu season. Talk about the stress of your facility, your staff, and beyond for us. Well, I think our staff have been just admirable in how they've approached this 
it does add a definite burden, and you combine that with the fact that many people in the community are infected, so we have more call loss because people are sick or, or, or they're suspected of being COVID positive. So that's a challenge. Um, I think you know, we, we got by easy the first two rounds in terms of uh, actual patients, and while we have as many, it looks today like we've got at least 25 as I look at the isolation beds. I haven't run the list complete yet. That'll come in about an hour. But I think that you know, 25 is a significant number, although so far influenza, while we're seeing more of it in our community sites, we're not seeing so many kids hospitalized at this point. So my hope is that the Omicron variant will peak and taper off as influenza picks up strength in the early part of this year. Symptom-wise, Rob, is there a big difference in the symptoms before, beside, between the flu and what we're seeing with the Omicron variant? Unfortunately, there's a lot of overlap between the two, Ray, especially when we're talking about young kids who don't necessarily verbalize what they're feeling. But you know, the headaches, the aches, just feeling lousy is common for both the Omicron variant of COVID as well as influenza. And then I wonder, and, and we're talking with Dr. Rob McGregor again, kind enough to join us uh, coming off a holiday weekend. He's a chief medical officer at Akron Children's Hospital. Rob, going forward, and here in the month of January, you've got indoor activities from plays and concerts to sporting events and beyond gatherings, parents, children, and such like that, games, whatever it might be. What's your recommendation right now in this first week of January with what you're seeing with these kids and participation in looking at all these indoor events? Well, I, I'm very cautious right now until we see where this is going in the next week or two. So I really recommend that if there's indoor events that you find you could be socially distanced and maintain a mask, consider it, but it's all a relative risk. Uh, personally, I would stick with outdoor events or small gatherings where you know the folks that are there, you know their vaccine status, and you know that they would call you if they turn positive in the next day or two. So I would keep it simple, keep it small, keep it tight, and uh, do what we've done before we had vaccines, and that was socially distance, mask, hand hygiene. Rob, and then to wrap it up, again, I'm looking at our parents. They probably have many questions right now with this surge and what you're seeing at Akron Children's Hospital. At what point, what symptom, what state of this sickness do the parents turn and take them to the emergency room, Akron Children's Hospital? I think if you find the child has such respiratory distress that it's interfering with their ability to eat or drink, uh, or they seem to have changes in their mental status. They seem excessively somnolent, excessively sleepy, or disoriented. Those would be reasons to, to get help. 